0: I definitely look back at those scenarios and say, wow, there were these challenges or these people that triggered me. And how did I learn from it? How can I move on and evolve from those situations and give myself permission to say, this is not an experience or a place that I should be? It's not for my highest good. I learned the lesson. And when you learn the lesson, as Alan Watts says, when you get the message, hang up the phone. Okay, this is run its course. And I don't need to Um, stay there chained because I said so, because I signed the agreement, I need to be there 10 years, 20 years. You can leave when it really doesn't feel right, when you don't feel that there's an exchange that's for your highest good and for your evolution.
1: Hi, friends, and welcome to season two of the Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker podcast. I am Debbie, your host and the creator of what I believe is a sacred space in which I have conversations with individuals from all sectors who are dedicated to elevating consciousness around different aspects of life. With a background in ghostwriting and editing books, content development and medical journalism, as well as many other side jobs, and several years experience working for the international nonprofit called the Kabbalah Center, I bring you enlightening conversations with people whose work, knowledge, energy, and insight have helped me open my mind and perspective, alchemize perceived negative situations, live in a healthier body, and experience the world in a deeper, more wondrous way on a daily basis. I also desire to share energy and wisdom that I receive from my spiritual teacher, Karen Berg, who was the founder and spiritual director of the Kabbalah Center until her passing in 2020. My aim is that you, the listener, are able to receive what you need to create new possibilities and find greater levels of expansion in your health, relationships, and business. It is my honor to connect with you and be a part of your process. I believe that we are here to support each other on our earthly journey And I also believe that life's challenges are most effectively tackled from the inside out. Each episode of my show presents another way to do that. Thank you so much for listening, for supporting, and for being with me. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's Cosmic Chat with Debbie Sugarbaker. It is my absolute pleasure to be with you on this beautiful morning and to welcome Shannon O'Brien from Whole U Life Strategy to come on the show today and share about making life transitions. She is a career coach who helps people to to go from one career to the next with all the facets and everything that that entails, including resumes, networking, having the right mindset, so she's going to share with us some really cool tips about about change and about embracing change and making transitions because we all go through transitions in our lives even if it's not a major career transition perhaps it's a relationship transition or any number of things hi guys i'm quickly interrupting this episode to let you know that you can now support the cosmic chats on patreon check out my page debbie Sugarbaker cosmic chats and feel free to become a monthly donor we so appreciate it and it helps us to keep this show going to get this information this wisdom this energy out there on the waves and touching hearts and souls like yours thank you so much in advance and enjoy the rest of the episode. Hi Shannon. Hi Debbie. I'm
0: so excited to welcome you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm interested to speak with you and be participating in your live chats. I've watched many of them and I think that you're doing great work. I love you. First of all, we met many years ago, but it's been so wonderful to see all the incredible people that you feature and really the essence of
1: what you do and why you do it so i'm really honored to be participating today wow and i'm so honored to have you you're such like in my heart and in my mind such an esteemed guest and i really respect the work that you've been doing for so many years and the place that you come from is a very professional very enlightened place so i'm so happy to have you here
0: thank you yeah i i want to mention that we met through the Kabbalah Center. I was a volunteer for this program that I found out about called Spirituality for Kids, which happened to be housed in the Kabbalah Center near Boston. And I was studying at the Harvard Education School at the time. And it was important for me to study how to reach people as early as possible. When you have intentional education from hopefully from in the womb, the earlier the better. And my, my journey since has taken me into, we can talk more about it, but I was focused on these macro level issues of helping people, helping the world, but then really having to dial it back from a macro level to a micro level and helping individuals. And as it turned out, it wasn't at the child level for me, even though I tried that. It's more about adults and more about ambitious, mission-driven adults who are in transition. And I love your topic, your suggested topic for today of transitions might not need to be so hard. And that really brings in the spiritual element of trusting the universe and having faith that there's a master plan. But then there's this interesting dichotomy or uh, struggle tension that Bruce Lee said to be like water, my friend, to just go with the flow. Alan Watts talks about this flow of life that you wanna be in. However, there's this resistance to that. Really, I should just go with the flow, and what about when things happen? How can I participate and steer my ship a little bit more? So it's kind of confusing to take that advice to just go with the flow. What is the proper use of will?
1: How am I using my free will? Yes,
0: yeah, and so one of the questions I know you wanted to pose, we can get into this as well, whether it's by force or by will or choice that someone's making a transition, how do you react to that? So change happens every single day, perhaps every single moment. So how do we go with the flow and how do we be intentional about our choice to transition and make change? So I'm just excited about this dialogue. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I think it's the
1: best when people just jump in with this because as a listener, it opens the box and you're like, wow, I wanna hear more. So thank you, thank you for going right there yes we met in the spirituality for kids program as i remember it was in the boys and girls club right and we were in the center but we were going to these classrooms in the boys and girls club and bringing mindset tools to children from underprivileged neighborhoods mostly right and they were how to manage emotions how to deal with challenges how to deal with setbacks Things that all of us as adults now people are really into studying, and it's become very mainstream well being and mindset and growth because people understand that's really the crux of it. If you can get that in order, then the rest of your life can really flow. So, yeah, Yeah. we met in this beautiful program. Which, if anybody is interested, if you have kids or kids, you can check it out spiritualityforkids.com. Everything is online now, all of the classes, so that they can reach many more people several countries around the world. I'd actually be interested to hear, and I know a little bit about your background, but how did you even come to that program? And I know you were at Harvard. What brought you into this place where you were looking to solve big macro issues? I was born in the
0: United States, in New Jersey. And then when I was three, I moved to Ireland. And then when I was five, I moved to Switzerland. I think I was heavily influenced by the fact that I grew up in Europe primarily in Geneva, Switzerland. And in Geneva, Switzerland, the headquarters for the United Nations. And a lot of people that were working for the UN and multinational companies came as expats. And their children went to the International School of Geneva. And that's where I went. So I was not a minority. I was an equal in the diversity. So my classmates were from Lebanon and Nigeria and Sweden and everywhere. And I think that seeing that beauty and being part of that diversity tuned me to want to be involved in that always and so when i moved back to the united states i went to a high school that was all white and there was a population that was bussed in from the suburbs and it was just very shocking and very new i think that diversity issues were was my main focus for a long time for about a decade when i went to undergraduate and i studied intercultural communication at Boston College. And then when I was graduating, there was this other turning point or influence, which was 9-11 happened right as I was graduating. And so as a communication major, I said, well, I don't wanna be working for a marketing or advertising company trying to sell people orange juice or cars. I want to be doing something else. And so I opened my mind to look at other opportunities and I found out about this fellowship that was sponsored by Rotary International and Rotary's been around for over a hundred years. It's a civil service organization in almost every country in the world. And they had a fellowship called the Rotary World Peace Fellowship. And I reactivated my interest in diversity and international affairs and intercultural communication. And I applied for this fellowship to go to Japan. And I studied in Tokyo for two years. And my topic of interest was how to promote intercultural understanding through the media, which I was studying undergrad. And so that was my thesis topic. And then I had to narrow it down. So I actually focused on the Middle East post 9-11 and all of the misunderstandings that are happening. And I know you went to Israel recently. I was in Israel. I was in Syria, in Palestine, and Jordan, seeing this very diverse region where in the media, just at least all the 80s movies that I was exposed to was just like, everyone from that region is just a terrorist. And that's obviously not true. And I wanted to understand it myself and then help others who might not have the exposure to understand it as well. So that was my first area of study. But like I said earlier, I was like, oh boy, this is like a centuries old topic. I'm not solving it certainly. And then it evolved to saying, okay, let me focus on myself as a first step, but then also just one individual at a time. And 10 years ago, I started Whole You. So it's like whole me, whole you, whole individuals working one-on-one to develop our, what I call balanced, purposeful life, but also an eye towards pursuing your life's work. Because at the time I was pursuing my life's work when I went to Japan and studying educational media. And what is somebody's life work? Because I think that's the main thing that so many people are focusing on, even to the detriment of their health and their wellness and their mindset, as you were saying. But hopefully now it's coming all together where people know that's a prerequisite to have a positive mindset, balanced wellness in order to pursue their life's work because you cannot pour
1: from an empty cup. It's interesting because I grew up in a very academically intense schools, except culture and like a lot of pressure and also I saw it in my family, people who were really hard workers, probably workaholics in a way, that their life's work became everything. That's like how the last generation was more. One of the Kabbalah teachers actually told me, she said, eventually you're gonna understand that the work is life, not life is work. So not my whole life is about work, but the work of becoming a better person, I couldn't even download it. I was like, what the heck did she just say? Life is work, work is life, the life is the work, the work is the life, it was confusing. But over the years, like I always remembered that was probably when I was like 25 and I was working in a spiritual organization, but the way that I approached my job, my work was pretty workaholic. It was that a lot of my self worth and value was based on, on what I did. On how well I performed, because that's how I was raised. Yeah, you create great performers that way. But how fulfilled are they, and how much was I able to access other other parts of life and to develop good relationships with people, and to experience love and to experience joy and to have yeah. that broader depth of experience that we're here to have. We're not here just to work like crazy. And yeah, there's a lot to that, which you can probably say because then you can. Say, well, what about the person who you know they? in survival mode and it's almost a luxury but it's also a mindset shift yes
0: there's so much there but i really love that you shared that life's work is that blend of work is life life is work but yes not working your, not making work your life is certainly Mm -hmm. what i advocate for so i say even though we're all obsessed with our work for varying reasons because it fits into our values oftentimes because Work is a vehicle to get money, and people want more money because they think it makes the world go round and gives them the things that they want. But what I advocate for is, yes, career is very important, but in sequence, I believe it's wellness of mind, body, spirit, and then career, and then service to society. Again, you can't pour from an empty cup. And I actually was guilty of that myself because Rotary International, their logo or slogan is service above self. And so I was very indoctrinated in the service above self. And I think it's a beautiful mantra if, in fact, you are whole yourself and or at least very well on the path and like very involved in that and can give to others as well simultaneously because giving to others and not to yourself is also going to break you. That's why we see
1: nurses. I used to be a medical writer. So I worked in a department of surgery and then as the daughter of a very hardworking surgeon, well, wow. I can tell you. Yeah, yeah. So
0: my mom was a nurse, an operating room nurse, her two sisters are nurses, and beautiful humans, they care about other people, but sometimes, as we observe in the healthcare, they're burned out. They're maybe not taking care of themselves as much as they should. So it's a blend and a balance. And to try to bring some joy to the process and some, some flow and some trust and some faith and focusing on your real values. So when I work with clients, one of the first things that I ask about is what their values are. What's driving this transition? What's driving this process right now? And some people admit, wealth, it's money. I just want money. And I'm a little bit less enthused to to work with someone on that goal because I yes, it might be important, but I almost think it's not getting at everything. So I would I love when people like really evaluate what are my real values? Sometimes it's family, sometimes it's status or fame, just to be honest with what your values are. But to your comment earlier, I really think at the core, we all want peace. We all want joy. We all want love and we all want freedom. Those four things are what we all really want. So I'm always happy when I hear people admit that's what it is. And so just account for that anyway, even if they're saying it's money and wealth that they want, sure. But I imagine that they probably want those four things Like wealth, they think wealth will lead to those four things somehow. Just designing a life to, and such an important point, how you said that some people are in survival mode and struggling and their mindset is all of the excuses of why that's for other people. That's for
1: whatever category of person that I am not. Right yeah and that that can be shifted That's another thing that i'm really that I'm really passionate about, which you can probably see from the cosmic chats is giving people tools where we can actually change our belief systems from the inside out, whether it's with access consciousness with theta healing that I practice with individuals like you really I actually did a session myself with a friend of mine yesterday. And it's, oh, sometimes I just forget in a second how much power I really have in situations where I feel that there's really nothing I can do or that's just the situation, whether it's with a relationship or with a career. I'm like, oh, but that's just it. No, each one of us is connected to this infinite divine energy. And this awareness of this is becoming more and more prevalent, which is very exciting. Each one of us is connected to this infinite divine energy, and we have the power to release old belief systems, to heal things from childhood, different perspectives, and to really open ourselves to live a life that feels in alignment with who we really are, not with who we were trained to be or how our parents were, for example. And then there's like kind of a sifting process because you can take the things that work. Maybe you grew up like I did in an environment where working hard and intensely and academically was very much enforced, but I can take those things and now I can apply it. And also bring in the creativity and the parts of myself and the spirituality and all the things that are very authentic to Debbie. And you can take what works and you can discard the rest. But it's a whole process. That's why I'm so excited to connect with somebody like you who helps people to go through that process. Yeah. Because it's very daunting. And you think that it's only about, you're like, oh, I just need to get this job. You can be like this very expanded person, spiritual, and then when it comes to be, like making a change, it can be so scary that like you think, oh, it's only about this and what they think of me. And we know like in another situation, we know it's not true. We know that like our sustenance and everything comes through, I believe, from the divine. And, no, and people can be a channel for that, but I'm not dependent on anybody. But when you're in that position where maybe you're pushed up against a wall, it can be very scary and very daunting. So I think what you do in terms of guiding people is so powerful.
0: Yeah, I think we can get tunnel vision of this. It's only this way, this one way, and we don't see a lot of options. And so there is a, a mindset shift that has to happen. And I would actually love to workshop it out with you to imagine somebody who is stuck and can't get out. What would you recommend in turn? And maybe we should probably collaborate and work with clients together But you said in a really important word which is alignment and alignment with the real you the whole you not the mask not your the societal pressure or what you think is going to be cool just the real you so that really comes down to um this 10-step process that i put together this holistic development pathway because there's so many different things that we could focus on but i just focus on these 10 steps and the final one is service Then the Mm -hmm. first one is Mm self-love, loving yourself, believing that you have strengths and skills and someone wants you and can benefit from those, believing in yourself in order to go through the process of developing your surroundings, your relationships, all of these things, your career, your image. There's so many steps. And then also blending in the helping of others. But have you come across a scenario or a client that you've worked with where they're so stuck in their mind and they think, what do you believe is the essence of, you know, we can even role play. I'm stuck, I'm stuck in this job and I have to do it. I'm, I have a pension or whatever the belief is, I have to do it because I have a family, whatever the reasons are that someone is so stuck and they can't get out of their
1: conditioning and their choice. The thing is sometimes like, I would definitely start with doing a theta. I would go to, into a theta brainwave state which is a state in which you can access more information. They've done scientific studies on it to see that it's basically the state between wake and sleep. So there's a specific meditation that I practice that when it allows you to get information that may be in the subconscious of that person because we're all, usually our blockages are because of subconscious belief systems and it can be very tricky because For example, I've had this thing in my back for seven years, which is like some energy that's stuck in my back. And it's slowly now releasing, but I've had to do a lot of work, not just like one year of work, or a lot of belief work and releasing and changing my whole like vibrational set point. Because my set point at that time was in a certain way, and I'm not even sure stuck in there, but we get energies that get stuck in our energy field, Mm -hmm. like mindsets that are associated with maybe something that happened to us as a child, I also believe, like in past, life, maybe something that came from there. Also, generational patterns. I would like immediately go into a, to a theta state because it's there's so many things that are tricky. And yes, talking them out is actually very powerful. You know, you think about, well, how is my parents' relationship with money? You know, where yes. did my grandparents come from? What was their mindset? A lot of times, like survival is passed like through generations. So even if a person is in a situation where and actually I've seen this where they're making money but they can feel like there's always never enough because for 15 generations their family yeah. really struggled so to really be able to go in and to clear those things I think is a huge starting point I have a big trust that life brings us and will never give us more than we will ha- than we can handle And also, I believe in the holy presence, like a presence of this divine energy that's always there. So Mm -hmm. the fact that I'm even breathing and talking means that it's here, present, now, and actually exists in the present moment. You can read Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. Energy exists here and now. So when we do a session, whatever needs to come through to loosen up those reins, to allow some flow. Because if a person is stuck like that, you just need a little bit of flow to see something in a little bit different way to create an opening.
0: You know what I mean? I do you know what you mean. And I'm so glad that you brought up the physicality. And I felt this way myself. I'm just a floating head. I'm a floating brain, detached from my body. I'm not embodied. And I've been doing some deeper work recently to try to heal my body because I the mind body connection is really real. So real and so powerful. And you bringing up the the generational thing, we're not only connected from our body, we're connected from our lineage and from the story and the history that's been stored, the traumas. Yeah, just a generation or two ago, my great-grandfather was in a boat in steerage coming over from Italy. Like, he didn't even know what was, like, ahead of him do you know what i mean and then he was able to transform his life but that's so fresh So yeah to understand where you've come from but also maybe create boundaries around it that's not my story i can create a new one i can honor it and blend it and understand why but then i can write a new story but to this conversation i would love to include or going to obviously be sharing this conversation with my clients with prospects because when I started Whole U 10 years ago, it was very much about I might be a diagnostician or doing an assessment and working with people in this one way. And this, I boiled it down to five steps or maybe 10 steps that I work with people. But there's so many different avenues that people might need. So introducing them to experts and professionals like yourself to say, maybe this would help you, or maybe that would help you. So that was actually the original business model and the intent of working with lots of different experts. And and that's how I plan to continue to evolve and grow by making these recommendations to people, and as you do, feature people, videos and interviews. But if you have any materials or like a meditation
1: for I can definitely like, yeah, the Theta Healing Meditation is, is to do a Theta Healing session, I believe is really powerful. It can also give you insight. For example, I had somebody who, it was a relationship thing. This woman was in relationships where there was always another woman who was there giving advice to her significant other or like an ex-wife who was there having the power. And so we went into it, we've realized, oh, it's actually showing her where she's not showing up fully and giving her the opportunity to, to really embody her presence here on this earth in ways that she didn't before. But it's like, <laughs> we have these situations that come to us and we're like, wait, what is this? I feel like a total victim. And like, why are these people in my reality? And then you just get a little bit higher of you and you can see oh how is this for my growth everything in our lives right now if everything in my life has and this is something that I also really picked up from from having gone through loss my brother and my father I started thinking about life on a bigger more expansive level and like I watched a lot of near-death experiences and people who went over I'm taking it into another place but yeah so People who crossed over, and there's one interview of a woman. She had this woman on, and the woman said that she went to the other side and she saw on her soul, she had to learn these lessons that were attached to her soul and that her soul had been through many lifetimes and it had certain lessons that she needed to learn. And the biggest thing that she took from her near-death experience was when she came back, she didn't have as much fear to face things, right? But a lot of times it was her fear that was blocking. So from all of that, what I've taken is that everything that shows up in my life right now is here for me to learn a specific lesson. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the lesson could be fear of loss. Like you've gone through a lot of loss so now you have a fear of loss or it could be any number of things. So what can I see right now in my reality? What is it teaching me? With all of the people and all of the players and all of the things that seem to be blocking me or making me feel like I can't move forward, what does all of that together what could the lesson be and so how can i learn it how can i really release it how can i do something differently and we may not always have all of the answer but that's like where a lot of other stuff comes in just being really present in the moment and being able to look at how i react to situations like bringing it into the present and saying okay how am i reacting or not going to react to the situation like our power with all of that understanding the big picture that i just gave you it comes down to the present moment and am I going to react or am I going to wait and just allow something else to come in? Yes, I think either way, what, whatever anybody believes,
0: yeah. having some objectivity and some distance and seeing some bigger picture, because yeah. when you are feeling trapped and I've got to go to the job or whatever, and it, or the problem right. happening or the, the trauma is happening, it's in your face and there's not an expansive view of it. So putting life into context, I'm very interested and into doing that to the degree someone is comfortable because we get wrapped up in this day to day and it doesn't, at one level, it really feels like it matters, but there's so much else. And in the context of past lives, if you believe in that, then it's like, yeah, they just come up with a theory for yourself that's empowering, you know, just like the one you described this is in my movie, this is happening in my life, it's a reality and it's ha- what, how can I d- decipher it and how can I say that it's a lesson? How can I learn from it? And so yeah. whatever empowers people to do that, I'm completely.
1: I also believe that we're supposed to become better, we're supposed to become stronger. Like you said in the beginning, or we both said, more in touch with who I really am. Yes. How is this situation serving me to become more of my authentic self, mm-hmm. right? Right. So maybe it's causing me to really go inside and do journaling and really dig and why this job isn't working for me. Right. What parts of myself am I hiding because I feel that I have to be here for whatever reason and yeah. really exploring and getting to know ourselves better.
0: Yeah. I, like you, it sounds like we were from families that there was this pressure to perform and do really well, work really hard and money mm-hmm. hard to make. So you need to work hard. Like These are these beliefs that I bought into. And so when I moved back from Japan, I got a job working at the Harvard Foundation for Intercultural and Race Relations. It was a dream job in that it, everything about it, interacting with students, being on campus, promoting diversity, everything about the values was just completely lit me up. But the dynamics, there's a book title, something like, it's not the job, it's the people. It's never the job, it's the people. Like, work is people. Work is people, plain and simple, and the dynamics of getting along with people. And so I learned so many lessons from working at Harvard, then working at this cross-cultural consulting firm, and then working at MIT. There was a bit of shift in the topic. That's when I started to shift from diversity into invention, innovation, entrepreneurship, and then was caught by the entrepreneurial bug. But I definitely look back at those scenarios and say, wow, there was these challenges or these people that triggered me And how did I learn from it? How can I move on and evolve from those situations and give myself permission to say, this is not a experience or a place that I should be. It's not for my highest good. I learned the lesson. And when you learn the lesson, as Alan Watts says, when you get the message, hang up the phone. Okay, this is run its course. And I don't need to stay there chained, because I said so, because I signed the agreement. I need to be there 10 years, 20 years. You can leave when it really doesn't feel right, when you don't feel that there's an exchange that's for your highest good and for your evolution. But People change all of the time, and I think that they should. If they've really learned the lesson, they say that it looks better. You're looking for a job, but you're already employed. But the best place to be looking because you don't look desperate and jobless. But right. at the same time, if you need to leave and it's miserable and you're so unhappy, I would recommend leaving, you know, and being in a better headspace.
1: You feel like people's harshness of, oh, it's not good of jobless or this break on your resume is really bad. Do you think that since COVID it feels to me that people are more like understanding of those little breaks or, oh no, you tried something on your own and actually that that's interesting. This person really is a self starter. She tried yes. to start her own business several times. Or do you feel like the consciousness has opened up in general in that space? from where it used to be which was very much this is what you do and this is how it's done
0: or at least that's you and i's perception of how it is that's what we were involved with and that's how the goggles Mm -hmm. that we had on but yes i do believe since the pandemic if it's not if the pandemic it wasn't going to do it what is going to do it i think that was part of the purpose and the silver lining of that is look it's a work-life blur. It's not work-life balance. It's just blurred. And people are trying to figure it out. And you have to be compassionate with people and understanding. And yeah, they took 10 years off to start a business and have a baby. And that's that's it. And guess what I did too? I was taking a walk with a former colleague the other day. And she's telling me about possibly going through IVF treatment. And she's dealing with this, but also at work. And she attends a work meeting. And her boss's boss says she's doing a pecha kucha which is like a presentation showing her life in a couple slides quick in these seconds and she's yeah and these are my children by the way i got the i did it through ivf so if anyone wants to talk about it i'm happy to and then this and that so she's talking about her life in a work context but also reveals this very private thing and she's open to it and then now as a result someone else said Oh my gosh me too me too there was like five to six people in this huge meeting that also had the same experience so you're bringing your life into your work and realizing that they're not separate to answer your question i definitely believe that the pandemic of all things has opened up these conversations about the work-life blend about how people are working maybe having a little bit more say or as to whether they want to work hybrid or come in now people are maybe taking advantage of that. I just want to work from home and get paid a lot and do nothing. Obviously that you can't do that. So there has to be some negotiation, but I think that people are more. And also
1: that wouldn't be fulfilling because we want to, as our souls, I believe like we want to add value. Yeah. I think that's like the nature of the soul. So after a while, if you were just doing nothing and you may not feel fulfilled by that. I agree. Yeah. So I think that if people's hearts are in the right place or
0: intentions in the right place to, negotiate and feel confident negotiating. This is how I work best. This is how I learn best. If my children are taken care of and I can make sure that they get on the school bus and then I can work at this time. Number one, focusing on the job. I think one recommendation I would make is not having that conversation too early. Hey, what kind of childcare does the company have? I've actually made that mistake myself. Asking too early. You need to prove that you can do the job and that you're the right fit and the alignment is there. And then the discussion probably doesn't happen with the interviewing or the screening team. It happens later after you're offered the job and you talk to human resources or whatever. It's a different conversation with different people, most likely, unless it's a very tiny startup. But I think that for the most part, you're just focusing on the job and whether you can do it. And then it's like the dialogue of whether and how this job will fit into you and
1: respect your life and the balance that you need. Wow. It's amazing that you're able to help people to consider all of those. Yeah, it's a lot, right? It's a lot. It's it's a lot of things to consider. And then at the same time, I was like thinking, first of all, that yeah, you definitely need like a guide, somebody to help you. But I also know like in my own life when I've made like career changes, like for example, I used to be a teacher. And then I went to work full time with the Kabbalah Center, which was a huge change. I knew it in my heart and in my soul that I wanted to make this change and I was very certain about it and then to leave and to go freelance and then to do something else like at each transition it's like the work started at least a year before that's just for me though everybody's process could be different but it's like you get that itch you get like a call it's like a call for me it's like from something higher and I've got confirmation by the way that like on different transitions like one of them I got a call like I need to leave this job and go and work from a different place so I can be near my family and it it ended up yeah that my dad ended up getting sick and my brother as well and they both passed away and I had a year and a half with them if I hadn't like heeded that call which was that you need to let go of this position right now actually it took me to a great place because it brought me to a place where I had the skill set to then go freelance as a writer and work on books for people i had been working in publishing It was a lot of internal work to say, like, where is this coming from? Is this coming because I don't want to do that? Or is this coming from because I want to escape the dynamic that I have with this person who works over me that is just uncomfortable? Like, I really had to dig internally while I was still working in that position and show up. And then finally make the decision to say, like, this is this is the right decision for me. I need to and then to own it, to own it completely. And sometimes I think that it took me years even after I did it to really own my decision because it it was a huge life shift to leave my stuff and to go back to be near my family. Yeah. It sounds Something. like it's right, the right shift. Yeah. It was the right shift. But, but even in myself, I think it get to time. Sometimes I think, oh, wait, what if I had done that? Or did I put myself on? Hold? We always have a lot of things to, sh- to shuffle
0: through. And even then I said right and wrong. And what's wrong, what's wrong is just if it's out of life. If you're going right. to regret looking back and saying, I didn't trust my – intuition or my heart of what i really wanted to do and what i really wanted to do is be there for my family come hell or high water or suffer the consequences but i know what i must do And, and then when you make that decision however long it takes for the universe to catch up with your logical decision or if they're happening at the same time but just to be in alignment and be honest with yourself and i think Working with somebody like you or me or a professional who wants to help guide you and co-create this process is often wonderful. I've looked to other people as well, but I say this often is that I want to make myself obsolete. I don't want to be like, oh, I have to call Shannon and get her opinion for her to tell me what to do. It's always coming from you. It's coming from within. And maybe you just need to hear yourself think or speak and have an objective listener, But it should always eventually come from
1: you and and that's the goal i remember in that progress people were like did you check your astrology chart i believe in astrology jp morgan said millionaires don't use astrology billionaires do you can really see a lot about career changes in a birth chart i was so clear in myself that i of what i was gonna do i was like i don't even need to another thing that you might deal with if you need to leave a position sometimes you deal with kind of like judgment from other people, or why are you leaving? But again, it was part of my process to be really strong in, in my own decisions and not caring what other people think because I happen to be a huge people pleaser. So, again, it's all tied into our own personal growth and the lessons that we need to learn. Like everything in our life is like that. And it can really alleviate a lot of that feeling of, oh, the feelings that we get, which is, oh, every, am I making the right decision? Am I not? You feel like there's no support. But when you see that all of life is connected, even my work, even my career, all of it is connected and I'm connected to a force that's living and breathing me and that's connected to everything else, looking at things holistically like that really makes a difference. Yes. I
0: think that's the ultimate goal is to feel that source, that guidance to something bigger and to trust mm-hmm. that have faith. I think that's the ultimate goal. But on the pathway there, I have found comfort in Yeah, let me look at my astrological chart for the day. Well, the astrogens say such and such, and it happens to be spot on. It's affirmation. But then if you see something that's against it, wait a second, that doesn't align with how I feel about it. So it's almost sometimes it shows you how you actually feel by consulting others. That therapist was a quack. They said that I should do this and stand on my head and rotate for 10 times.
1: Like you can feel when it's not in alignment and it's not right for you. Or sometimes, sometimes, exactly. And I don't want to make anybody question what you said, but like a friend of mine just told me two days ago that he had kind of gone through a dark time in his life, was depressed and he had been in the military before and he wasn't quite sure what kind of change to make and He got this like ping to go to Singapore and an opportunity. And he went to the therapist that he had been working with and he had just been in such a low place. The therapist said, you think you're gonna actually go and be able to like sustain a life in Singapore right now? And because of that, he went to Singapore and he ended up being in charge of like opening 40 locations of this company. And he got his life back like, so it's just interesting. Sometimes the universe will mirror back to us something that'll just push us in the right direction or it'll, it'll be the one that makes us say, hey, wait a minute, maybe there's something there. But either way, the universe is helping us. And that's like the certainty that we need to have is that it's on my side and it's helping me, you know, like. I just wanted to briefly interrupt this episode to remind you that you can find all of my cosmic chats with video, on my IGTV handle at Debbie Sugarbee. That's at D-E-B-B-I-E-S-U-G-A-R-B. There, you can also find a link in my bio to support my work or to sign up for a one-on-one Theta Healing Session with me.
0: Everybody experiences the same struggles that we're talking about, and ultimately it's trusting themselves and trusting that these changes are the right thing for their higher good and what's going to bring them joy and peace and freedom and and ultimately love right self-love and love for others and being around people that you love or at least value what you value they see the same vision they have the same values and they can communicate in a way or resolve conflict in a way that aligns with how you do it now there is something inherent in all of us, but we were raised differently, have different parents, grew up in different countries, speak different languages, have different religious backgrounds. We're not the same, we're the same and we're not.
1: Okay. So you just
0: need to find the pathway, the advice, and
1: everything that fits with who you really are. Totally. And, <laughs> and, and every day is a chance to reveal more of that. So let's embrace it, it's inspiring. And yeah, I just wanted to end with the, not work is life. Life is the work, and the work is becoming more of our true self. So if you see it through that lens, it takes a lot of the pressure off because a lot of the belief systems or the ways that we approach work is that there's a lot of fear around it and a lot of sense of my self-worth being wrapped up in it and really... Being willing to dig through all of that is the work. I love what you said about it takes the pressure off. It takes the pressure
0: off. And you hear again and again from quote unquote successful people who have made it, especially entrepreneurs. I can't wait to fail. Fail fast. Fail often. I learned, I learned, I learned, I learned, I learned. And just it's actually not possible to make mistakes because if your life is the work and you're on the journey and the process, it's just evolution and making you more whole.
1: Oh, again, carefully. there's so many avenues because there are so many types of people in this world, and one thing is not going to work for everybody that's what I believe also about medicine and healing, just having been a medical writer and worked like in western medicine, but I'm more inclined towards like natural things and just seeing different sides yeah experiences that I had with with my dad uh, being sick with a physical cancer and my brother being with mental illness it's like I saw a lot of different sides of different things and eventually it comes down to what are your belief systems and what resonates with you. And what's gonna work for you is gonna be your own journey. And you can take what works for you and you can leave the rest. Wow, there's so much I had set out like six questions. We didn't we went totally off the cuff, but it was beautiful.
0: Yeah, we can do a QA and put them below or something like that. Same. Absolutely. I'll answer them. Thank you. Thank Yay. you, Shannon. Okay, thanks Debbie.
1: hope that this episode nourished your spirit and or opened you to a deeper level of connection or a higher perspective please subscribe share it with your friends and family and leave me a review I appreciate your support you can also take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram and I'll add it to my story until next time be well take care lots of love magic joy opportunities and blessing always bye-bye